Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. I'm Tiffany Fikes. I'm Kimber Lovett Minkiti. Can we just pause for a moment and look at how cool Tiffany looks right now? I know. Fabulous Beats headphones or this what? We just got back from the Empire Circle retreat and we got our year three Beats headphones, which I'm loving. I literally got home and Joshua was like, what? What did you get? And so now I'm like making any excuse to wear them. I wore them uh, on a call that just because I'm like, I love these things. These are awesome. So yeah, I feel like my 15-year-old awesome. was ready to take them. He was like, uh, where did you get those? Can I have them? And I was like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> the 13-year-old was definitely thinking he could have them. Because, you know, sometimes you come back from stuff and you just give your kids all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so I came back and he's like, Do I, can I have those? I was like, no. No. That's a definite <laughs> no. George yeah, literally exactly. sent me a picture of them unwrapped and said, oh, wow, they gave stuff for me. And I was like, <laughs> no. I said, no, those are for me. Those are my beats. Uh, and so I was like, I want them because he's always liked them, obviously. Oh, but that's I'm so keeping funny. those too. Yes, so. yes. Well, everybody seemed to think awesome. that they were for everyone else this time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can. We too can be cool. <laughs> or whatever the word is. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're saying that you're cool, you're automatically not cool. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, uh, today we are actually going to talk about a very real, a very real topic in terms of how to lead and be optimistic through challenging times. Let's be real. Leadership is hard. I'm really excited about this topic because I have failed at this so much. My like authenticity means it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to be optimistic when everything is saying not to be. So I am so excited for us to jump into this because I have learned a lot in the last year and I know that I'm going to learn even more from you ladies. So I'm excited. Yes. And it was a hard year, right? As we kick off a new year, like I I just noticed that even at our retreat, like how quickly the language of like, oh, it's hard. It was hard. It was hard. Mm. And how do we actually lead into that? Like where it is sort of a sustained hard season. Yeah. It's it, it's been um it's been difficult and it's also I think it's I appreciate Tiffany and your vulnerability of saying, hey, I've struggled here because how this originally came up was, you know, um, I have positivity in my top 10 strengths and I get that for my mom. It's in her top five. So she's a very positive person, right? So optimists, like I view those two two things as a little bit different, right? Totally. Yeah, positivity totally. is something that comes somewhat natural to me. So like seeing the positive in a bad situation, whereas there's a lot of our leaders or leaders that work with me that are more realist in terms of they see the real and they struggle with seeing, okay, how can I see positive in the midst of maybe some not good stuff, right? And I think many, I heard from many leaders last year that they struggled with like sitting down with their people and saying like, um, when the numbers weren't good, like, you know, they're, it, we're in November and they haven't even hit 50% of their goal. How do you 
how are you optimistic in that one-on-one or how are you positive in the midst of um, challenging times? And so I started yeah. doing research on this and um, sort of developed some material on how you can be positive, how you can be optimistic during challenging times. So let's jump into it. Optimistic do leaders it. don't believe hard things are easy. They believe we can do hard things. Woo! Yes. And that, yes, that has been a key because as the person on this call that positivity is in the lowest five strengths on Strengths Finders, um, I needed to find something to be positive about. And so, you know, one thing is you can, if you have the right people, <laughs> you can always be optimistic about your people's ability. So you don't have to just focus on the hard. You can focus on what they can do. So one of the things that I have done, have grown in, in this most recent hard season is believing in my people. Like, I always believed in them, but I make sure that I talk about that at every opportunity that I have with them. Like, we're going to talk about the numbers, and we believe in you. I believe in you. You know, you want to make sure that they know and feel that every time you speak to them. Because, you know, Sarah and I were just talking about um, getting some feedback on something. And, and we both said, like, I don't know if I want to hear repeated back to me what I already know in my head. And so, like, they know they're off. So be that positive voice of believing who they are and what you know to be true about them and, and be that, that burst for them. I love that, Tiffany. I think that's probably what every human craves, right? In terms of like, we crave someone saying like, I believe in you. Like, I know you can do this. Like, I know it's hard. We're not, we're not saying it's not hard. But we're saying that you can do hard things. Like we believe in you. And like I know every time someone has told me, I believe in, like said to me, I believe in you, Sarah, or I know you can do this. Like that has given me exactly what I needed to push through. And every single person that you work with, that you lead, that you surround yourself with wants to know that you believe in them. So make sure they know that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, and Adam Grant's newest book, Hidden Potential. Have y'all read that yet? No. Not yet. No. no. Oh, okay. Well, we need to put a link in the show notes. It's so good. And and it's basically like I'm not all the way through, but it starts the beginning of the the best marker is your ability to do hard things and be uncomfortable. And so like reminding your people to Sarah's point, encouraging them that number one, the most Marker of success is your ability to do hard things. And I know you can do hard things. So it doesn't negate, to your point, Sarah, that this is hard, but it just reinforces the behavior you want in your people, which is, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. So yes, repeat that. that. And I think there's real power in he- hearing like something's hard, but you're the person who can do this. And not only are you the yes. person, we are the team. So as a team, we're going to do this together when we stick together. Because I think ultimately, yeah. like when it all starts to fall apart is when there's division. And when as a team, that actually becomes fractured. So not only right reinforcing that the individual, but reinforcing that the power of the collective and that we as a team can do hard things together. But we have to stick together to do that. I love that. So believing in them, like 
you are going to do hard things and you're part of a team that's going to stick together. We're not going to let, like, you know, that's, division is what causes most goals not to be accomplished, right? And so when you're leading, when it's difficult, I mean, I saw this happen um, in multiple organizations that I I am part of um, last year where we let division come in or we're not as unified. And the minute that happens, that's when it makes the challenging times even that much harder. And so if you believe in your people that they can do hard things and then not only can they do hard things, we're going to stay unified to make sure our team is the team that can, can push th- through this and that we've got to stay unified through it, man, does that help their belief and not only um, themselves, but it also prevents them from blaming one another. Because that's what that, that's what we saw happen in multiple areas last year is that people started blaming each other versus like encouraging one another. And so be very careful not to let that in in terms of uh, blaming one another. A hundred percent. Well, because a lot of times it's much easier to look outward versus inward when there's a gap, mm, right? And when, so, yes. when the times are hard, the first place, it's where it's why people change companies. It's why they change relationships, right? Something's hard. And so it clearly can't be me. So I'm going to look outside. And I think as a leader, that is like, how does, as a team, we unify and that these different skill sets and these different strengths are part of what allow us to be successful, especially when people are sitting in different roles in a team and really understanding how all of those roles contribute to the team's success. You're you're so good at that Kimber in terms of your leadership. Like I like you are very much a harmony like unifying leader and I've learned a lot from you just in your ability to listen to everyone. Um I like you inspire me with that because you really do a good job at hearing everyone and then making sure that others feel heard as well um, to where the consensus is there. And so I, I think you, I've seen you lead through very difficult times. And the fact that you're able to do that is, I believe, one of the biggest reasons is because you're able to stay optimistic about the team being unified. Um, and so let's all be like Kimber in this area because yeah. it's it's huge. It will, it will make <laughs> such a difference. <laughs> through difficult times. Well, the third thing that you want to be optimistic about, right? So you want to be optimistic about their ability. You want to be optimistic about that we're going to get through this as a team. We're going to lean on one another, not lean apart from one another, okay? The third thing is, is that you want to be optimistic around data and numbers. Now, this can be hard, Okay. So, so hard. So, so hard. hard. So hard. Tell me especially, the way, Sarah. Yeah. Well, especially when none of them look to be good. Right? So, um, I mean, this happened to us at a power home where, um, you know, we were growing at an average rate of about 54% year over year. And so we were in this growth phase for about 10 years. I mean, like a long time. That's a decade. Okay. Um, and last year is the first year that multiple of our locations went backwards. So the complete opposite of growth. And I don't know, it was probably like July, August, and I was talking to a lot of our um, top salespeople, and they were just discouraged. And I realized, oh, we've been only talking negative about numbers because the numbers weren't positive. So we were sharing what the numbers were because that's what we always did because yeah. they were good yeah, before, they were good. right? <laughs> 
Yeah, they were good. Yeah. And then we continued to share the numbers of what they are, but they weren't that good. And then before I knew it, I had a bunch of depressed salespeople, which depressed salespeople don't help negative numbers. Don't sell. Don't sell. Okay. So we had a problem. Okay. And so one of the, one of the things that we started doing, um, to try to solve the problem was to find one good number in the numbers. And that's what we shared. Okay. And that's what we celebrated. And so, um, a big one in the real estate industry is market share. Like, so for example, the market could be declining, right? By 30%. But if your business is only down 20%, that means you've actually taken more market share of the available market share. And so that should be celebrated, not saying we're down 20%, but instead saying, look at the increase that we've had so far this year in market share. And so what number can you find that's positive? And sometimes it takes a lot of, like a lot of, um, digging. Okay. Um, but you want to find some numbers, some data that's positive that you're sharing with your team or with your organization. I know in our team recently, like a lot of our numbers are down a lot. We've got a big gap on a lot of our goals. And so we started focusing to that point on the conversion. So we actually had Mm. an increase in conversion. And so that's all I talked about. The only thing I talked about was the conversion rate um, because there was something, the, that was the one positive thing I could find in our numbers. And so that's I, what I focused on for weeks. Yeah. I love and that, I think, Tiffany. And that, I love go, that too. Go ahead, Kimber. No, I, I think too, one is how do you either get smaller in terms of the, the like what you're actually measuring or look at something that they can completely control. So what we started to focus on too was like leads into the database because they could 100% control, right, the contacts that were going in as complete contact records into the database, right? So if I'm a team leader and I'm trying to add people for new agents to get into a relationship with, because then we knew, okay, that's, we're going down the funnel, right, to say like, okay, what's the thing that they could control? And we knew if we had enough more people in there, then they had more people to reach out to, to contact, and they increased the rate that they could engage somebody to build a consultative relationship with. So thinking about like, what's that thing that people could control? And then you can start to celebrate some of these lead indicators that are the early indicators of future success in the business. I, lo- I love that. Such gold. Like, so what Kimber is saying and what Tiffany is saying, both, like you would then tie it into, look, like, can you imagine if we continue increasing our, our database? And can you imagine if we continue having this higher conversion rate when there's more people moving or when it, it something turns, we are going to help so many families. Like, and it's like, so tying that into like, let's stay positive about what we can control. Let's stay positive about increasing our skills. I mean, that's a huge one if you saw a conversion increase, Tiff. Like that's huge. That means that your people are getting better. Um, and so celebrate those things and find the data that you can celebrate. So I love those two triggers, right? Of like what you can control, right? And then also looking at the market as a whole and seeing how many, um, how how much market share you're taking. Um, when you focus on that, the team hears it so different. And then that, that also helps them not give up. Because I think one of the things that's really important about being positive and being optimistic during challenging times, as the leader, your job is actually to keep them in the game. 
Um, and part of how you do that is exactly what Tiffany and Kimber are sharing here is being optimistic about the things that they control will keep them in the game. Um, such, such gold. Yeah. So then it's really like when and how, right? So you've got these things, when and how can you show up in this way as the optimistic leader? And the first one is, is in your one-on-ones. And what I found was that when times got hard, I actually might be like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I've got to go do these other things. And so I was actually not consistently holding the one-on-one. So one was like making sure that I honored the consistent one-on-one time with my top people, right? That that I was one showing them that this was a that they were a priority so that I could then use that time to be able to focus on what was working well. And Tiffany had I think as a great example, especially like week to week to week, because it might not look great in terms of a 30-day, but did they improve a skill like that conversion rate? Is their conversion rate up this week over last week? And can we have used that as an opportunity to really acknowledge the place where you've seen them. I think that's both qualitative and quantitative. Did they show up with a positive mindset? Did they do something to help another team member? Really pausing and like just showing that you see them. I think when times are hard, like sometimes uh, we often say in the Her Best Life community, like when someone's in crisis, you know, drowning, it actually, we think it's this big splash, but it really goes silent. And I think the one-on-one provides a great opportunity to call out the positive and to create and hold space for people to like just sort of lay the, the hard thing out and then create a plan with them around it, around how they can overcome it. The, the next opportunity is your your meetings, your, your bigger group meetings. So, you know, focusing around how much opportunity was given since the last meeting, kind of to Kimber's point, like how many people have been added to the database or how many leads have, how many inbound leads have come in. Um, And one of the things that I really love to do in those meetings is spotlight the people who are the behavior that you want to have more of. So as I started to learn to be positive, um, it was not, it was stop talking about the stuff that needs to change and um, you want to praise the behavior you want more of publicly. And so that's something we brought into our team meetings of a focus on who's done something great this week and focusing on the people who are hitting their contact goals or the people who have upped their conversion rates or, you know, the people who just showed up and got somebody under contract this week, you know, whatever that thing is, praising the behavior you want was the positivity. That was like the formula I needed for being positive in those larger groups for sure. And I found that when we model that, it you then start to model it for the rest of the team, right? So we started doing bucket fills, right? So so I initially might start it off, but then the team, like really sometimes I'd be like, I had to jump in to get my bucket fill in because they started yeah. to really then see it too. And so now you're like, right, helping train the brain and that reticular activator of like looking for the thing that then actually can really just help accelerate that across your team. I love it. I think this is such, this can be such a um, semi-hard topic in terms of leadership because you you see some leaders that are more like punitive leaning, like meaning like you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right, you did that, like, like and you're punished, right? You're like a punishment, right? Um, and I've tried that style before and I will tell you with leading salespeople in particular, it does not work, okay? No one wants to get punished or in trouble at work, okay? Or like... Um, they act what what I've learned is exactly what Tiffany is saying is like when you shine the light on the behavior you're wanting, you will find everyone else start doing that. 
And so yeah. even if it's only one person, like let's say you go into a meeting and you, and guys, I've been there where I'm going into a meeting with 15 people and only one person did what was supposed to happen. All 14 people didn't do it, right? And I want to go in and say, you 14 people, like what the heck? Right? We all I know, what happened? the desk. Yeah, yeah, what are we doing yeah. here? We're canceling the meeting. Everybody go lead generate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But instead, when I come in and I, I check my mindset, right, as the leader, and when I come in and I say, that one person, I mean, they are going to be so uplifted. They're going to be shine the light on. They're going to be, and if I make them the rock star of this meeting, probably half of the 14 that didn't do it are going to do it uh, because they see, okay, that is getting praise. Because the truth is, is that every human, just like every human wants to be believed in, every human also wants to be valued for what they do, right? Yeah. And so when you value the person that's doing the action, doing the activities, versus punishing those that aren't, you actually are going to get a better result and you'll lead a culture of belief and positivity versus one of fear. Um, and so what Kimber and Tiff are saying is so spot on, right? Shine the light on the behavior that you're looking for. And I just want to acknowledge how like unnatural this is for me personally. And so if you're mm. listening and you're just like, I don't believe that, or I don't think that would work, or I don't even know how to do that. I hear you. I am you. And like, that's why I, I have a, a thing I say to myself, like before I go into this meeting where 14 people have done nothing and only one person has, uh, and I am a positive leader that is going to praise the behavior that I want. Like, that's all I do. And then I go do it. I, I don't actually, yeah. I didn't believe it for years. I just did it because that's what I was told was the right way to lead. And I believe it is. My natural leadership style does not work well in tough times. It works well in other times. Mm. And so I need to modify in the tough times to, to lead differently. And so I just want to acknowledge anyone out there who's like, I don't know, or that I could never. I, I Yes, you can. I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> yes. You can do it. You can do I it. was you. Yes. Yeah. And I do think like, one, I think you have to resist the urge to go be the person who does it all because that can yes. sometimes like pull the team away. Like, oh, well, that's just Sarah. That's just Tiffany. Of course they can go do it. And we really started to also have to think about how we could actually support the one person to do it to prove that it could be done. So if that Ooh. meant that somebody got a softball, somebody got a deal that was a little bit easier, or maybe I was right beside them and I really helped them close that agent to the brokerage, then I then I reward and acknowledge them and that behavior. Because it says to the other 14 people who might be thinking, this can't be done. What Sarah's asking us to do just can't be done. And the second you prove that it can be done and not by you, by somebody on the team, it changes the dynamic. So really think about it. If you're looking at your team and you're like, nobody did it. Well, who was close? And can you go help make that closing happen? Go help finish the deal. And don't and make sure that they own the credit for it and you amplify them in front of the team. It's a complete dynamic shift of what's possible. So powerful. And this is critical. What Kimber just said is critical during, especially during challenging times. It's always critical, but it is, I'm talking like business life critical. Okay. During challenging times that you lead that way, even if you do have to literally push it behind them to make it happen. That That's a key part of leading, 
right? Um, yeah. And I think that's what really sets t- sets apart like wartime CEOs versus peacetime CEOs is at times you have to do that and be willing to to get in with them to make it happen. But then they sh- you shine the light on them because others will follow, right? So so when and where to be positive, right? You've got in the one-on-ones, just as Kimber said, in your department or area or team meetings or organizational-wide meetings, okay? The third part, the third way or area that you need when and where, right, is any type of public communication. So whatever you use as like your your communication sort of like forum. So our team uses Slack, okay? We have multiple channels. We have a channel that the entire organization is, right? But whatever you use, I know people use like Meetup and Google has something, all those things, okay? Like, yeah, circles, whatever, yeah. Whatever you use, you want to be positive and optimistic in those um, channels. And and so every, a minimum of once a week. So once a week, I'm doing a post to my entire organization that's like, look at the good that has happened this week, right? Um, look at all of, like, I saw this person doing XYZ, or we got five five-star Google reviews, or, you know, we helped two families get through the finish line that the deal was going to fall apart. Or, you know, we're finding some good and then we're sharing it publicly in written format, right? So you want to be speaking it in meetings, you want to be speaking it in one-on-ones, and you want to also type it out in written format so then that way every single team member is seeing you be positive when it's hard. I think you can also create a culture of positivity. So like one of the things that uh, we did, we, and we actually did it when, or started it when the market was insane, which financially was a good time for the business, but it was hard for the agents. They were getting beat up and, you know, all of that. And uh, so we have a win of the day. So one of our, like, Mm. the tenets of our culture is you end your day with a win. It's part of the habit of also stopping work, like, to give them a rhythm of rest. Like, the last thing you do when you log out is you put in, it started as a text string, now it's in Slack, you put in your win of the day, no matter what happened today, there is something positive that happened. And so figure out what that is. And I know for me, like I look to try to include others in my win of the day, something I've noticed somebody else doing. And because that creates the rhythm and reminder for me to praise in public. Um, And so that rhythm's been helpful and it's just changed the whole team because you know that at the end, of a tough day, if you can get your mindset into the positive, you're just, you're a better human, you're a better wife, you're a better you know daughter, whatever that is. So that's something we've put into the rhythm to have those written positive um, messages too. I love that. I, I um, a, a powerful example of that was, my mom shared this with me. Um, she's a Michigander. Um, and so Michigan won the, whatever championship for college football. The sports ball? The sports <laughs> ball championship. <laughs> no, um, and, and we went to lunch that that uh, Tuesday right after the, the game. And my mom was like, did you see the end? And I was like, no, I didn't see the end. And she was like, she shared the story of the coach's father who they grew up in a very poor area of Detroit um, and they didn't have very much. But every single day, his father used to look at him and say, who has it better than us? And 
he would respond to his dad saying, no one, because we have each other. And that they took that, and they that's what Michigan um, would say, is they would say in the locker room, who has it better than us? And everyone would shout, no one. And it was about the belief that they have each other. And so I've started doing that at Empower Home, saying, who has it better than us? And then everyone's saying, no one. And, and then I say, because we have each other. And it brings back to sort of what Tiffany said in the beginning, is being optimistic about our the team about each person, believing in them, and building a culture of positivity, of optimism, because you have one another versus focusing on all the negative. Because you could, there's enough negative right now to focus on, okay? But it's up to you as the leader to choose what your people focus on. And I love that Tiffany has recognized that she struggled in that and then changed. And then you could see so many real-life examples of leaders that have made that part of their culture. And so Michigan being one of them. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I think we kind of took this from the lens of business. And I know we have so many of our high-powered, amazing women who are leading great businesses and great families. And what I found was that this is actually like a blueprint for your family as well, right? I have kids mm. and we I took my oldest to school the other morning and we were late and he was going to miss a test. And it was just like, oh my God, like, right, the world, it was just hard. It was hard. It's a hard season. And literally I was like, okay, then we're going to think about one, like what's one good thing that we did this morning? What's one good thing? I was like, we got this time together in a car, like just to reframe. And I think this is like, when we build this practice, we're not just building it for our teams. We're building it for their families. I love Tiffany, what you said, like, right. Because the person we walk, like what we model in that room is what we model everywhere. And when we step up and build that as leaders, you just know that impact you're having, not in just your own family, but the families of all the people on your team. I love that. Um, I, I think this is such a this has been such a powerful episode and such a good reminder of me. I learn from Kimber and Tiffany every single time I get the opportunity to be with them. So thank you guys so much for listening today. If you got something out of today's episode, I would love, we would love for you to give us a five-star review um, and, and tell the story of how this podcast has impacted your life, impacted your business. And one of the things that has been so powerful for me personally and that has allowed for me to actually be a positive leader is to have a safe place of other female leaders that I can lean on. And I just have to say, um, we've created that through Her Best Life and Empire Circle. If you're like, I want to be positive, I want to be optimistic, but I need a safe place where I can sort of like let my armor down. Um, one of the re reasons why Kimber, Tiff, and I are able to do that is because we have that safe place in Empire Circle. So I would encourage all of our listeners, if you are needing that safe place to fill your own cup up so you can turn around and lead your team, please go to herbestlife.com and check out Empire Circle because that is the safe place for you to come to um, as a female leader, as you're building a powerful empire, but not forgetting that large life at the same time. Thanks for joining us. I believe in you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.